All right. Today, we continue my conversation with Stephen Middleton, PhD. We continue with inspiration and ideas and insights from this brilliant man, very caring person. I can't wait to share it with you. Michael, hit it. Welcome to the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast, a show designed for leaders, trainers, and consultants who are responsible for employee selection and professional development. Each episode is packed full with insider tips, best practices, expert interviews, and inspiration. Please welcome the host who is helping leaders, trainers, and consultants everywhere, Susie Price. This is Susie, and you're listening to the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast, where we cover everything related to helping senior leaders and internal and external consultants create a high commitment, low drama, wake up eager workforce. Bottom line, we help leaders and organizations make good decisions about their people, make good decisions about their own health and well-being. We are working on and focusing on creating wake up eager workforce teams, individuals, entire organizations all over the world. And I appreciate you tuning into this podcast uh, today. We've got part two with Dr. Stephen Middleton. This is episode 109. And to find the show notes and links to everything we talk about, go to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash possibility man. Let's go to part two now. Let's talk about what you're learning about chronic diseases. And I've got a quote from you. Since you are the possibility man, I want to read your quote. It says, the same power to transform applies to what I'm learning about chronic diseases. There is no doubt in my mind that an individual can reverse chronic diseases in 90 days or less. I'm living proof that it can be done. Talk a little bit about that and what you've learned. Okay. Well, look, I tell you what, this is another subject that's close to heart, that body health, that, you know, it's really possible for individuals to improve their health. And, you know, this is not... It's not like a, a, an onerous task. Um, it, it could happen for anyone. And what I discovered, I've always wanted to eat better. I just didn't know how. I discovered a doctor, medical doctor, Ted Barnett, Dr. Ted Barnett, who is a specialist in lifestyle medicine. And that's not his specialty by training. He does imaging and those kinds of things. But over 30 years ago, he, you know, he began, became plant-based. And then he uh, formed the team and, and now runs the Rochester Institute for Lifestyle Medicine. So he was my introduction to living and eating a healthy lifestyle. For the most part, I am plant-based for the most part. I like to say that because at least today, I'm not a purist. You know, I don't overdo meat, but occasionally if I want to do something, I'll do that. What I saw in my own body is that by simply changing the way I eat, eat more plant you know, more legumes, uh, you know, even even mixed raw mixed vegetables, uh, more mixed greens. That has transformed my body in a way that I can actually see. Uh, I've dropped 50 pounds uh, during the holidays. I mean, I've gained some back, but I'm back on track now. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I think my my skin has improved uh, because of that. I don't think, I, I don't know how old I look, but... You do not. I was just going to say, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was going to say, you don't look 70. You look more like 50. Really, <laughs> you know, if that, yeah. Uh, you're just like that, a yeah. shiny, glowy you. <laughs> I tell you, but eating plants is just amazing. My my blood pressure improved, my cholesterol improved, you know, and I do other things, but, you know, plant-based, eating properly, 
is something that's important. Now, I've witnessed in other people, I do not have diabetes, but I've witnessed from people that I know who have reversed type 2 diabetes. And I've talked to others who have reversed type 2 diabetes. So, you know, I am trying to get the word out to people that it's possible to reverse a number of chronic conditions. Oh my gosh, this just burns me up when I see commercials on television put out by pharmaceutical companies. And one of these companies are taking a drug that they use to treat diabetes because it has helped some patients reduce weight, but they're marketing it now as a weight loss product. Oh my gosh, it burns me up. I just want to let people know that it's possible for them to lose weight, to reverse chronic diseases without medication. Yes, I know. I'm always making comments. It's like, okay, so those those people do not know that there is another path. And so it's no judgment on anybody not going more plant-based and understanding that there is a reversal because there's so much out there, you know, that's telling you something different, like those commercials, just take this pill, but there's so much toxicity in those pills and it never, it never really heals it. It just kind of quiets it enough so you can, you know, it is not a, not a solution. It's toxic. Mm -hmm. And so that's amazing. So how hard was it for you to make the shift? And when did you make a shift to more plant-based? How long ago was that? It'll be two years in April. It'll be two years in April. It wasn't hard at all. You know, I, I saw the results and I took one of the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institutes, they call it Jumpstart, where you can come in there and get results in two weeks. And and I was so fired up because, gosh, you know, my blood pressure changed, but I couldn't believe it. I, I, got, I was trying to share with the audience, with, with my classmates, what had happened to me. My, I was muted at the time. <laughs> And the host said, you got to unmute, you got to unmute. Then he, then he said, well, keep the enthusiasm. Yeah, so it, it was so uh, it was so dramatic for me. And then I've also learned over, you know, for over almost two years now, plant-based tastes good. I mean, I love it. It's really good food. And food just tastes, I mean, eating a fresh air of corn. Oh, my gosh, it's so delicious. So, yeah, I love it. It, didn't, it wasn't hard at all. I, I love it. Uh, I look forward to to my meals. Yeah. It's amazing how your taste buds change too. Once you're not consuming processed foods and I don't, I am very low sugar oil or salt and I'm pretty much a hundred percent. I do the Nutritarian, which is probably very similar with Dr. Furman's program, but yeah, the, it's just actually easy. If I just decide I'm, that's what I'm doing, but there is, there is those moments where you're, you know, missing like, I, oh, I want pizza or I'm missing something crunchy, but I found all kinds of great substitutes for that that are healthy and plant-based that taste just as good. I just had to make the switch. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know, and also some good supplements out there, you know, as well. Uh, if you're plant-based, you know, B12, for example, is something that I that I do take yeah. because you don't get that from other sources. Yeah. In fact, I heard a doctor say, but even cows, if you eat beef, cows get the B12 from the grass that they eat. Because they don't eat me. So it's yeah, all like exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. There's a gentleman who has a uh, my I think it's called My Black Diabetes Plan. And he mm. was trained under Dr. Furman and he's coaching people, specifically the African American community, around diabetes. Because I don't know if it's yeah. more rampant in it's rampant everywhere. I don't think it's but he's focused there and he's has a lot of great interviews on YouTube that are but interesting. Please send me his name. I will. I will. Because I would love to reach out to him too. 
to interview him. You know, there are solutions out there for for a lot of us. There's no doubt about it. And, and that's the emphasis that I want to make. Is you know, it's not genetic. You know, it's not your background. There are good supplements out there. I'm not going to talk supplementation now, but yeah. there are some things that I do. I mean, I don't take any medication whatsoever, uh, which is surprising, given that uh, I have one more physical thing to change uh, in my neurology. Somehow, it's difficult for me to move in space, but I'm not having given up on the possibility of changing it, you know, with methods because there's no medical method to, to change it. But uh, there are all kinds of good things out there is my point I'm trying to make. And I want to encourage people to keep looking. If you were going to give people a tip or somebody's listening right now and they're saying, I like what he's saying, how do I get started? Would you recommend that they go to the Rochester Institute for Lifestyle Medicine and do the jump start? Uh, And if so, uh, what else or what else would you say? What's one or two things they could do right away? I just want to underscore what you just said. Because an individual who makes this switch now, what Rochester will ask you to do is to jump right in there. You know, you don't, don't do, don't start with lunch or don't start with dinner. Stop eating meat. Get the eggs out. Let's start today, right? Now, what I like about them, the Jumpstart program, is that you do this under the supervision of a doc, medical doctor and his staff. He's a traditionally trained doctor in imaging, but but yet he's a, he's a medical doctor and, yeah. and people have done this. And you're part of a community. So, and they have regular classes over those two weeks, people, period. You can ask questions, you, you know, you share recipes with your classmates and, you know, you can add, you know, all kinds of things. So that's the way I would okay. recommend that they yeah. start. Now, the second thing, this is going to sound a little selfish here, but I'm going to tell you. The second thing, if you want to make plant-based taste good, then reach out to me. And I got some other things to share with you about that. For example, you know, we use a, what we call the magic. And this magic, I can't give you the seasoning, but it's, it's our seasoning and let them marry. And oh my gosh. Uh, oh, you know, I, in fact, I'm going to go get dinner because I'm, I'm ready to eat some plant based right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, You're hungry. So you have, <laughs> am I hearing you right that you have a seasoning that you can, you sell that people can use? It'll make their food really taste good and be really healthy too? Well, I don't sell it. Uh, uh-huh. I, I give people. Now, they can do whatever they want to do, but I'll let people know what, you know, I use. You know, what's okay. in my magic formula? What What is that? Why is that? How do I get these things to work together, you know, to produce all these kinds of results? I wouldn't share that that with them. And, okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm a conductor, a, a connector in this, in this regard. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so they need to reach out to you to get that info. And we'll have yes. your reach out info in the show notes. Yes, that's that's okay, great. great. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Yet another thing that we have in common is this uh, whole thing about uh, eating healthy and and understanding that the body can heal and yeah. uh, we don't have to be sick and we don't have to take medicine and that's not the only answer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the body wants to heal. I mean, the body wants. We see it every day, right? Someone you know have a cut, a scratch. The body wants to heal. Help it out. Put it in. Give it the right stuff to allow it to heal. So yeah. You know, we don't have to take pain meds. I know that. Uh, I mean, I, I was taking, because of my situation, I was taking gobs and gobs of ibuprofen just to get my body to feel better. But five years ago, I made a discovery before plant-based that changed my life. I don't have, I don't experience body pain. Now, I'm not to say that I never have something. You know, that wouldn't be right. But I do not experience body pain whatsoever. 
Okay. That's awesome. That's amazing. And the thing that is so amazing about plant-based that I never knew until now, and I've, I've studied it all. I've studied, you know, whole wheat, uh, wheat belly, and uh, I studied paleo, I studied keto, you know, I did all, studied all of that stuff and finally came around to this. And the reason it works, which is, you can say the words, somebody has to experience it to really feel it. But because you eat so many plants, it is like, here's your cell and you, you know, here's your little cell and your cell gets protected by all the antioxidants and the phytochemicals and all the nutrients that are in that food. And when your cell is not damaged, then you stay healthier. And oh, by the way, you're not hungry. I can't no. believe how less hungry I am because mm-hmm. I'm eating so many nutrients. And so once your cells get so flush, takes a little while, but once your cells get so flush with all these nutrients, you're less hungry. You simply don't yeah. even want the other things. Yeah, I, I basically, I, you know, for the most part, I eat two meals a day, for the most part, uh, because you're right, I'm not as hungry, and yeah. uh, these foods are so good. You know, this is funny thing. One of my doctors, I'm well doctored, by the way, because of my situation, so I'm not anti-doctor whatsoever. One of my doctors told me, hey, you know, people, you know, we can tell people to eat better, but they don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, you know, no, that's what he said. I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah I know, you know we, we get so excited about it. Most people don't want to hear it, and so I love doing these podcasts when I do get to talk about it because then if if people are drawn to it, then I'm not, I don't want to influence anybody negatively, you know, or push things on anyone. So the podcast is a great way to have moments of conversation around it in case it is, you know, I'm glad I got the nudges that I got. So maybe it's a nudge yeah. for somebody and. If it is, mm-hmm. if you're listening and it isn't for you, that's okay too. We're not trying to judge anything anybody's doing. And we all mm-hmm. have our own journey about that and our own own insights, you know, that come to us around it. So, well, good for you. You look super duper young and you show how possible it is to take control of your health. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now, I asked you to, We I touched on it shortly, I asked... Uh, asked about you to complete the talent insights assessment so we could have a little bit on the segment that we usually do about your wake up eager strengths. And they're not all of you, but it's some of you. And it said, uh, the assessment said that you have the will to win in your style, that you are diplomatic, reflective, factual, and active. And you agreed with some of that, right? That was your style. And then the motivators, according to the assessment, what causes you to want to take action is getting results and business kind of this whole whole and it it makes sense you know when I see you doing this entrepreneurial business that you're doing and prior to that you kind of brought a business mindset to the work you were doing it seemed like when you were teaching and then this love for knowledge and then it's interesting that you're such a futuristic thinker talk a little bit about what some of the strengths that I sent you I listed sent you a list of strengths about being an entrepreneurial mindset maximizing time and resources and so on. Any thoughts or insights from when you read the report or about your strengths? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. That's a, that's a great instrument to get you know stock of what of where you are you know on your journey. I think that the instrument instrument was spot on for me uh, in many ways, and I'll give you a couple of examples. I if you had asked me before I saw the report, I would not have said that the report would discover that I'm diplomatic, that I'm a you know a diplomat. I would not have guessed. I would not have. Uh, oh, I totally see I it. Yeah. I've totally experienced it today, too. Yeah. So now that's something you didn't even know that was a strength, huh? <laughs> I did not. I did not. But but it is so spot on for me because, you know, in the world today, oh, my gosh, I mean, just look at just pick any place, you know, conflicts, 
people, countries, nations are resorting to arms, you know, groups are, you know, oh my gosh, all of these things are going on. And I've long felt that there is a better way. Now, that's not to say, Susie, that, you know, there are not differences between groups. Of course, there are differences between groups. Of course, there are issues that groups need to resolve. But then where I come in is that, as the Christ said, you don't want to put new wine in an old bottle. So I look for new technologies, new ways of being so that people can be in a position to hear each other. And if we can hear each other, maybe we can see a way forward without the kinds of things that we've been listening today. So diplomat surely suits me. Yeah. The second thing, do you want to jump in before no. I hit the second thing? You know, the second thing that jumped out at me is well, it did catch. Now, you know, I'm not, I don't make, uh, you know, I'm not Myron Golden or, you know, these guys are guys. But I, I do, especially for those of us in the West. I live in the United States. I live in the United States. My gosh, how privileged is that? You know, I can take that. I live in the United States. Oh, the new opportunities. Look, I have, I have encountered so many opportunities just by being an American. I mean, it's just incredible. It's like, I got to close my eyes because I don't want to see all of the opportunities that come my way. So yes, this entrepreneurial, this feeling, uh, this sense that there are business opportunities for, for people, you know, on the planet. So how do we get to that? And I'm learning more and more about this. We get to that by solving a problem. Just solve a problem and then teach someone else to solve the problem. What do I mean by this? Can you imagine the guy back in the day walking across, you know, just bare feet and then hitting a rock and said, dang, you know, got a rock. He, and he had a problem. And other people had a problem just like him. And then he began to put something on his feet to cover them and protect them. Then someone sees it. I want one of those. I'll make you one, but you got to give me some of your corn. Okay, I'll do that. And then the money economy started as well. You know, I'll give you one of these, but you got to pay for it. You see what I'm saying? Is that this entrepreneurial feeling is surely is surely uh, there uh, there for me? So uh, yeah, your your instrument uh, picked that up. Yeah, entrepreneurial night mindset sees the details and resources needed to achieve desired return. And these are some of the things on the strengths page. We'll ask all of the questions and gather all of the data to make every outcome the best it can be. I mean, if all of that doesn't sound like the possibility, man. So what did you say you heard? You know, Batman, you know, Superman. Well, how about the possibility, man? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Such an in- inspiration. I mean, yeah. I mean, to live in possibility. I mean, I, you know, some people ask, why that word? I, yeah, that's the word. That's my word. I'm not, not going to leave this, you know, to live in possibility. Now, I cannot guarantee that the book that you want to write, you know, will do what you want it to do. But I can, I can say to you that it's possible. You know, then you get the opportunity to see, is it possible for me? Because as I said before, that's the question, right? We're asking, is it possible for me? And I, I say, you know, from my position, I say it is possible for you. You get to realize it. You got to realize it. But I say that it is possible for you. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I like these tools. I've become quite an expert in them. And that was part of Hartman. Hartman isn't measured in the tool that you took, but the guy that I talked about, the Institute, that uh, Robert S. Hartman Institute, that science. But I like the tools for something that you talk about, which is possibility. But you also have a video that you did about seeing the goodness in people. 
And it's so interesting when you talk to people about how they scored on their motivators, that gas and tank, like when you say, well, you have an entrepreneurial mindset, you're a futuristic thinker. Like I can see it, you know? And so, and you've been around and you know who you are more, but somebody who's newer in self-awareness is, you know, getting like, oh, I have an entrepreneurial mindset. What? You know, when they see what Mm -hmm. their results are telling them, it's just, it's just uh, such a joy to just see the goodness and just keep shining the light. And if they can't see it, it's like I always liken it to somebody in the fog. You know, there's a storm outside and they're in the fog. People who are maybe, you know, down on their luck or doing destructive things or whatever it may be. And they're in a fog right now, but that's just for now, you know, and if you can just shine a little light and maybe they can get a glimmer of the light and walk towards it you know, and, and just speaking to them as who they are is a lot of, is really important. Uh, Susan, there's so much power in what you've just said. I mean, it's hard for an individual to see the goodness in themselves and not smile. I mean, that's a potent pill. You know, that's an an antidote for Lord feelings to see the goodness. And that's also powerful for somebody else. I've seen someone who has lived with depression for decades, lived with a touch of schizophrenia, But when this person, when I'm around this person and I'm able to love on this person and able to shine the light, as you've just put it, on the goodness that's in this person, I've seen this person actually respond. Back in the day, there was a writer. What was his name? Leo. You'll help me with this. Is it Buscaglia? Oh, yes. Uh, What was his name? The the Love Doctor. B-U-S-C-G-A-L-I-A or something. Leo Buscaglia. Yeah, like Pascalia, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. known as the love doctor. He, he yeah. said back in the day, he said that, you know, he couldn't put a percentage on it, but if more people could spread a little love, many of the people who are hospitalized today would be released just from just from that. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. And that's something Hartman talks about, about uh, this idea of love is is endless and, you know, putting people first in the equation. If you can come from that perspective, you still you still think about what needs to be done and what the ideas are. But you always like in that case, when you're with that person, you put them first, you know, and, and you fill them with love and they respond. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and you know, and those are the kinds of, of human technology. I'm calling it technology, but you know what I mean? That yeah. we need to, you know, to incorporate more and more in our lives because so many people, including myself, have lived in the burden of the past. There's no power in the past. In fact, yeah. there's there's no there's no past. You know, have lived in the in the burden of guilt. You know, there's you know those are the kinds of things that humanity gets to o- overcome more and more, so that we can actually shine as the light we we are. You know, we are not, we're nothing but light. We're a beam of light. And what holds us back uh, are these stories that we think are true, but they're not happening now, which is always the test, right? So I can ask someone, and they say, no, 30 years ago, the question is, okay, but is it happening now? Uh, the, the, the answer will, no, well, it's not happening now. Okay, then let's wait. You know, so yeah. that's always the test. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a, a bit of a pattern interrupt. And it's a little bit almost like the food, changing the food. Once you've changed it, you don't even miss it. But it's almost like if I have a pattern of looking in the past and not and seeing what went wrong, it's hard to let that go. But once you do, you you forget about it, you know, but yeah. you have to break the pattern and having people like you doing what you're doing and helping helping people look forward is amazing. 
Let's share a little bit. We've talked a little bit about what you do for mind, body, and spirit, but talk a little bit about some of the products or ideas that you're going to be using in 2024. If you can pick up three for each, that's okay, but whatever, three, three for the mind, three for the body, and three for the spirit. What are you going to be using and doing? Okay, three for the body. Well, I'm going to continue plant-based, deep in my experience. I have a weight goal that I want to achieve, and I'm going to hit that, hit that goal by just eating the right kinds of foods that's, that's cert- that are fuel for my cells. Uh, that's, that's one. The second thing for the body, and I'm sure you, you uh, agree with this, uh, you'll agree with this, and that is movement. I mean, movement. Everyone can move. Now, everyone may not be able to walk. Like, granted, if you can't walk, you know, ride a bike, you know. Uh, you know, uh, if you can't ride a back bike, sit in your chair and do Tai Chi or sit in your chair and do yoga. That everyone can do some type of movement. If you can't do that, maybe you can move your head from left to right, you know. This movement is important. Drink clean water. I had an over-the-counter uh, filter in my home, but I think it was, yeah, earlier this year, I, I invested in an under-the-sink the, the filter. It's a beautiful, it looks like a world of art, work of art to me, but I say it is stainless steel. And I drink some of the cleanest water ever in my house. I went out for to eat recently, it was somewhere, I don't remember where. I tasted the water, I didn't drink it because the water just didn't taste good. So movement, good foods, clean water is uh, a recipe that I, that I would suggest. Do you know the name of that filter? Oh, gosh, I don't know the name of it. It's oh, that's not, okay. That, yeah, it's not expensive. I got it on, okay. on, on this e-commerce platform. I tell you, you can see my smile. People, you, this will go out on an audio if you leave it in there. It makes me smile because I put it in myself. I thought I would need a plumber. It was so easy. Uh, the water just tastes so good. Uh, so, so they good. could reach so, out to you to get the name of it. They could reach can... out to me to get to okay. exactly. All right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, you, know, you know, for the mind, for the mind. And here, you did ask three for the mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for the mind, for the mind here, you know, I'm really thinking about mental hygiene. That's that's how I have to to refer to it because I'm not a professional in that arena. You know, one of the things that I'm passionate about is seeing people see that their thinking about depression doesn't have to be permanent. You know, so I want to do more of that, to be more transparent about that, to let people know that they can actually heal. Or perhaps it's not even healing, is discovering the health that they are, but it's clouded by a phrase that we all use, but it's true. Stinking thinking is those thoughts that are not healthy, are the things that bring us down. It's not what we've done 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago for some people. It's not that because those things are gone, but it's what we think about that. I want to, to talk more about that. The other thing is, you know, I want to roll out the possibility action hour free, inviting people to come. Come with their challenges. Come with what they think are their challenges, what they think are their problems. You know, put some light on it. Let's find a way to bust them up uh, together. You will discover that what you think is a problem is not a problem, but you've been thinking about it. The thing that I've noticed is that people assume that they want to tell someone my problem, but I've rarely seen a situation whereby people haven't convinced someone 
that they have a problem. So I want to I want to deal with that awesome. spirit. I mean, gosh, and this is one as I said that I, I work on every day to discover. I'm going to use the word God, but to discover the God in you. I mean, that's the opportunity that we have. If God is too big for you to embrace the God that's in you, discover that you are a partner with the Creator. Make that discovery, you know, and and live in that discovery. And the last thing that I say that's important to me is that I just don't want to be one who talks about it. And I said this many decades ago. I don't want to just be a talker of stuff. You know, I want to be a liver of stuff to realize this in my own life. So that's what my 2024 looks like. Love it, love it. Yes, when you get the Possibility Action Hour program going, let me know. We'll publicize it or share it here. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. That's beautiful. So you talked about William Mack being someone who influenced you in your life. And you talked about your professor, the historian, who caused you to go into Michael. I didn't catch his last name. What was his last name? Brad Stadder. Brad Stadder. Well, you talked about Michael, Brad Stadder. Anybody else that's been a big influence in your life that you want to share? Yeah, you know, someone that I never met. And I'll I'll say this. uh, I never met him. I met him through his writings. And I met him through his legacy. And his name is, I'll put it in the present tense, Abraham Lowe. Abraham Lowe was a neuropsychiatrist. He was born in Europe, but then migrated to the United States before 1930 and opened up a practice here. Now, you've heard a lot about neuroscience today from some of the big neuroscience writers and teachers, But Abraham Lowe, I think, was one of the early fountains, 20th century fountains of neuroscience. What he taught people was that it was possible to overcome anxiety without medication or some some of the drastic things like a lobotomy. It was possible to overcome, you know, depression without medication. So he taught those things. And not only that, he organized, he was a pioneer in the self-help, move, self-help movement. People don't know this because a lot of people don't talk about him. He organized a group that first had a long name that had mental health, and people didn't feel comfortable with some of his patients. So they call, he called it recovery, recovery. And it still exists today, you know, 50, 60, 70 years after Abraham Lowe passed away. So he is someone that was quite influential in my in my life, uh, he came to me at a time when I was struggling a great deal with you know depression and anxiety and those kinds of things, and you know just offered me a, a great deal. That's amazing, and so that's going to be interesting to put that a link to him on here because would you recommend any of his books? Oh my gosh, yes, without a doubt. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think of the titles now, but if you if you were to Google Abraham Lowe, you know he wrote a few of those books, and those books included. Not only his teaching, but some of his work with his patients. It's just a, it's a remarkable, he was, he was a genius. He was a genius. Uh, he would wow. say that some of his colleagues would say, Abraham Lowe, you know, it's not your technique that healed your patients. It's your personality. But I think it was his technique because his technique yeah. is still in the world prospering decades after he, he has died. It's just incredible. We all should be belong to some type of, you know, group such as recovery. 
uh, to talk about the things that many of us keep a secret. You know, we, we hide that, that we're suffering, uh, but Abraham Lowe allowed us to, to talk about it. It's amazing, the power of community and a sense of belonging and, you know, how all of that, uh, you know, acceptance, that's that's powerful. Mm. I love, I just love what you, I love what you say. So, you know, I just love the kinds of things that come out of you because you're just so true. I mean, it's, it's just so true. I mean, you want to resolve a problem for a person, put that person into a community. And this why, this is why the possibility action network community exists. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I was talking about Hartman's work. One of the things we measure, you can measure how someone is feeling in regard to their sense of belonging. It's one of the elements in the six dimensions that we measure, and you can measure their sense of belonging. And when that is low, usually people have more anxiety. They have, uh, they might have depression. They might, they're, they're certainly not performing well at work because they're distracted. I mean, something is going on and it's, it's this sense of belonging and it's this confidence that you uh, are strong in your roles in life. I mean, it's, it's just so powerful to know that. And then when you see that for yourself, like uh, when I first started my business, my role awareness, this thing we measure was low. And so it's like, I knew I'm a, I'm a driver. I want to get things done, but I knew internally that I was feeling like, okay, I don't belong. I don't know if this is the right thing to do, you know? So it's interesting. And then, so then I focused on, okay, I got to figure out how to have a sense of belonging. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It was the recovery and the recovery was getting to know people, you know, it's just all fits together. It's very nice. May I underscore this with just one last story? Yes. There is, you know, can't say when, but decades ago, a person, an individual who had a psychological assessment. And uh, when the person spoke with the counselor, the counselor said, gosh, you know, you got a lot of problems. So they did this assessment. But the person had an experience before this assessment. He was around positive people, you know, felt belonging and, you know, felt happy, felt loved. And then, you know, then he went to take the assessment. And then the psychologist read the assessment and the psychologist said, wait a minute, the person I met is not the person who took the assessment. It was a different state of mind that took the assessment as a result of a feeling of community, as you've mentioned uh, a moment ago. Perfect story. Perfect. Love that. So talk a little bit about what you would tell your 25-year-old self. Any advice you'd give your 25-year-old self? Oh, you are a genius. So, and that spirit is flowing through you because, <laughs> you know, it's the kind of advice that I, uh, that I, give, my, that I give my children when they were young. The kind of advice that I gave my nieces and my nephews, the kind of thing that I would share today, the number one lesson, the number one lesson is to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. I told someone recently, and she didn't get it. I said, you know, if you don't, if you don't believe in yourself, you know, on, on certain things, even God can't help you. Because when you don't believe in yourself, you're not believing in God, you know, or whatever you want to say, the universe. A lot of things matters. A lot. So yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, yes. So that's that's number one. You know, believe in yourself. Number two, I would say know what you want. I mean, it's going to be a shifting, a shape shifter, but you you got to, you know, get to know what you want. I mean, know what you want. Write it down. I mean, know it. That's how I became a historian. That's how I got a PhD. I it was because of brains. I mean, you know, they would have said, "Oh, you got an average. You're average." They were wrong. But that's what they thought. <laughs> you know, uh, it was because of so much talent, because I was around so many other talented individuals, 
But Susie, I wanted it. I wanted it so badly I could taste it. I mean, I've never wanted anything more than wanted to become a historian. So know what you want. And the third thing I've learned later in life, no, I guess I've always known this, but this is so important. Find someone to love and find someone who truly loves you, who see you, who sees your possibility. Even when you can't see it, they see your possibility. They can remind you of your possibility. Those are the things that I would tell my younger self. And along with that, of course, is forgive yourself and all that. But yeah. Yes. So beautiful. So beautiful. If you could put a billboard for the world to see, where would you put it and what would it say? Ooh, a billboard. You know, I'm going to be selfish and put it right here in South Carolina on I-26, you know, one billboard. Uh, yeah. 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 And that billboard would say that is possible for you to match your desire or to bring out your desire or bring your desire into existence. I love it. Possibility, man. All right. So I love the billboard. We're going to put that on I-26. I, I, that was, that's on the way to Charleston. On the way to Charleston. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I traveled that very much in my growing up years living in West Columbia. So between Charleston and it takes you straight up to, where does it take you? Up to 85, I think, to Atlanta. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. So last bit of, we're closing out now, but you shared so much great information. But if you had some advice or wisdom that you'd like every listener to remember from this conversation, what would you say? I would say this. I would say, if you're listening to this recording and you hear the interaction between the host, hostess, and her guest, if you discovered any kind of synergy in that communication, you've witnessed spirit in action. And that same spirit occupies your location now. Get to know it, cultivate it, trust it. Beautiful. I don't even need to say anything else. I just want to say thank you. Well, I want to say thank you. I am, I'm blown away that you, got, you took the time to get to know me. And you were able to take me on a journey, not only with my life, but what I do and what I hope to do. You're a brilliant host. I love your platform. And I'm just honored to have spent this time with you. We are going to do this again. Sounds good. Look, I'm going to invite you to my platform. (laughs) I want you to be a guest on the Possibility Action Network podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Dr. Middleton. I was all buzzy afterwards. Buzzy, you know, when you feel really aligned and really happy and and so pleased about what we talked about. And I hope that it was beneficial to you. Uh, we have so much in common, uh, Dr. Middleton and I do, and, you know, with our South Carolina background and the nutrition background and interested in history and also living in the future. Some of the things that I took away from it, I have a clear picture of Uncle William Mack, don't you? <laughs> what a beautiful man. And you know, just continually resonates with me about how people influence our lives and many years after. So we want to be those people where we're, we're aligned and interested and we are a role model um, that people learn from and le- learn positive things from us that help them be stronger. Certainly Uncle Mac imprinted on Stephen so many things 
Um, and I love his sharing of the nudges and ideas that he received, the inspiration from within. And just a reminder to us all, we get those in, those ideas and those insights, and we should we should kind of hold them and cherish them. And that's why I like to journal and make lists of appreciation and remind myself of things that happened during the day so that I can connect with, I had this thought, I followed through, and this happened. And so we start to really appreciate or kind of resonate with or live within this idea of, I am guided, I'm not alone. Thoughts and ideas come from me to me, and uh, they help me. You know, so this idea of being better at listening to insights that are meaningful and help us move forward was uh, really well demonstrated by Stephen. You could you see with his workplace motivators, he was high ut- utilitarian, which is I got I want to get results, I want to be practical, but I'm also a thinker. And that's the high theoretical. And so those two together are often in the motivators. You see somebody who's a futuristic thinker. And I, I could see it all over so much of what he was doing. The research that he liked to do, the multiple degrees is the learning part. And then he's always putting it to practical use. And he's probably high empathetic, you know, so he, he wants to help people. Um, he's always learning and he has a practical way of going about it. And his filter is entrepreneurial as well as learning. And so it was wonderful. I look forward to his book on Robert Her- Heberton Terrell. So interesting. I went and looked on Wiki- Wikipedia about him and there's a small uh, bio there. So he's not very well known, but in 1857... He, he was um, born, and he attended Harvard University and graduated as the valedictorian. I thought that was interesting. People like that need to be highlighted as role models and be seen. So I'm just so happy that Stephen's going to bring that to light. You know, he was only the second African-American to serve as a justice of peace in the District of Columbia. And he just had all kinds of ambition and went to all, and got all these degrees. I can see why Stephen related to him because this is a version of Stephen. <laughs> uh, so we need that book, Stephen. And I uh, look forward to um, hearing more stories. And, and anytime we can highlight people who have great insight and have blazed trails ahead of us, um, we need to do that. So once that book is available in 2025, I think he thought he would have it ready, uh, we'll have him back on and we will talk about Robert. Heberton Terrell and uh, the life he led and, and learned from it. I love that I got to nerd out with um, Stephen on the whole food plant-based diet. I have shared the interview that he did. That's how I found Stephen was an interview that he did with Dr. Joel Furman, who is the person that I highly, I follow and have read all his books and highly connected to all the work that he does. And you can see the link to the interview that Stephen did with Dr. Furman. It was very well done. It's very interesting. So if you have any curiosity about, you know, Stephen's health journey, check out that interview in our show notes at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash possibility man. I just love how vibrant and full of life Stephen is. He said he was 70, and I think it's just the beginning of for him. And one of the quotes that he had as I was rereading the transcript is this, and it's just a good thing to leave us with from the possibility man, um, just how much he radiated appreciation and a sense of hope. Um, And here's what he said. I have encountered so many opportunities just by being an American. I mean, it's just incredible. It's like, I got to close my eyes because I don't want to see all of the opportunities that come my way. 
So yes, this entrepreneurial feeling, this sense that there are business opportunities for people, you know, on the planet, well, it's there. Go over and check out his podcast, The Possibility Man Action Hour podcast, and we'll keep in touch with him as well. Thanks for tuning in. If there's anything I can help you with, please reach out, Susie at PricelessProfessional.com. As always, I, I ask if you benefited from this episode or anything else we've ever done, please leave us a review. If you're not sure how to do that, go to PricelessProfessional.com forward slash review. We show you how to do it. it takes a couple of minutes. Helps us. Helps the podcast, and I just would appreciate it. We'll send you a free gift if you do do that. We'll see you on the next episode. We have lots of good things planned for this year. And uh, just thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can reach me again at Susie at PricelessProfessional.com. Go out and have a great uh, day and uh, see all that opportunity that uh, Stephen's talking about. It's everywhere. If we look for it, we can find it. And that's what we'll focus on. Take care. This episode of the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast was brought to you by Priceless Professional Development. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to PricelessProfessional.com to gain access to more professional development resources.